Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast. I'm John Borden with our video edition of the podcast. Welcome back in our great friend and uh, the man who protects East Lansing as far as uh, carving out a small niche of Michigan territory up there. That would be Tom Crawford, of course. Tom, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, well, well, I appreciate that, John. And, uh, you know, let me let me state, though, there's a lot of Michigan people up there, a lot of alumni up here like me, a lot of like, diehard fans, uh, a lot of maize and blue. You see a lot of a lot of M hats walking through Myers uh, quite often. So we're, it's, it's pretty much represented up here. No problem. OK, very well. Uh, we obviously have to talk basketball and uh, some of the developments here. We have talked a great deal about uh, the promise of Frankie Collins for next year and how he needed to develop and how he was probably going to be your lead guard. And now he is going to be somewhere else. And I know that has troubled you a little bit. And I just want uh, your opinion on Frankie Collins making the decision to enter the transfer portal and being gone after his freshman year at Michigan. You sure you want to ask me that, John? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, uh, this one struck a chord. I mean, and 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 part and this has been building up in me, and and you know, I you know, I, I'm open minded to the NIL, and and then the portal thing that that Jim Harbaugh threw out there like three years ago. I remember at a Big Ten media days. I mean, I remember you you and I were talking about that day three or four years ago. One time transfer, and then uh, you know, and that said, you can't do that again, but. This is literally the wild, wild west, and I think it epitomizes. And I'm gonna really uh, sound the siren now. Right now, I'm gonna sound like a grumpy old man, stay off my lawn kind of guy. But maybe that's what I am today. But I hate to say it, uh, this epitomizes uh, that generation. I have kids in that generation, and 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 then they're not all that way. Uh, my kids are not that way. But I've talked to a lot of human resource people in business. Uh, both that I know personally around town, also ones on LinkedIn and some of these professional platforms. Kids just, it's what can you do for me like right now? And that epitomizes Frankie Council. They want assurance. No, I'm going to start, right? Right? I'm going to start next year. I had a really good game against Colorado State. That's going to earn me a starting nod, right? You know, I mean, it's almost like you can just read, you can read it, the body language. Um, I, uh, I, this one really disturbs me because I think it's just, it's just, you know, what, what's all going on and, and, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, I think Juwan Howard has got to be thinking like, really, was that Jalen Llewellyn thing worth it? Uh, if, if it's going to push out Frankie, but I say that, I say that knowing that in the long run, it's better you find out right now, right now about character and, um, integrity and a commitment to compete, uh, which obviously Frankie Collins does not have. He doesn't want to compete for a position. He wants to be assured a position. So bye-bye. 
Well, I mean, you, you talk about competitors only. Uh, that's exactly the the challenge there. Do you do you compete for your job, or do is the expectation uh, I will be unchallenged? I will be uh, installed as the next guy without any. I, I just think, I mean, you're trying as a coach and as a program to build depth, to uh, to have all your bases covered. We know there are such things as injuries. We know there are such things as uh, guys that are having trouble at parts of the season or maybe don't work out quite as well. So you add a guard, that shouldn't, uh, that, to me, that shouldn't make any difference uh, for the guy that is right in line to be your next point guard. We've talked about so many positives in terms of Frankie Collins, his quickness and his speed and uh, some of the flashes of brilliance that he had. But then you look and, okay, if if in fact it was the, uh, the bringing in of the Llewellyn kid that uh, – got his attention and and had him saying all right i you know maybe this isn't the place for me then i'm i'm with you on the second part of that estimation that hey if if that is all it takes to push you out the door maybe you belong out the door maybe you belong somewhere else because i mean it look at look at football look at the the competition there and look at a guy like jj mccarthy who says, hey, I love Michigan. I'm going to be here. I'm committed. I'm going to compete. I'm, I feel good and confident in my abilities. All of that, that's what you want. And that's, that's what's going to build a good team. That's, a, that's a, an ideal uh, example of that, John. You know, and I, I got accused all regular season. What, what are you, Frankie's PR guy? When I would be going on and on about Frankie Collins because I got that intel – from talking to his teammates, talking to Eli after a game, Devontae Jones, talking to Hunter, you know, about Frankie, Frankie having a good game, asking, I like to ask players about their teammates and what do you see in practice? What do you see in, the, in terms of the progression? And it was like, they said, it's jaw-dropping in practice. It's, it's what, he, what this kid has. His ceiling is so high. I heard that from three different kids, three different conversations. It's all the same thing. I was super excited. So happy for this kid. After the Colorado State game, Devontae, you know, can't play. He comes in, steps up big time. Post game, I asked Frankie uh, in the post game about, um, you know, everybody, you know, what, what a great outing and things like that, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, your challenge, your seemingly the challenge for you is your perimeter shooting. Um, is this something you can work on this summer or something like that? And all of a sudden, Juwan jumps in into the conversation from the other side of the panel uh, and almost speaks for, of Frankie and not even let him answer the question. And, I, and, I, and it was fine. It worked out all good, but because um, Frankie got some, you know, intel in, or some uh, some comments in there. But it was like, I'm thinking, is 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 Jawan being overly protective of Frankie? Is like, uh, you know, don't you know, don't piss this guy off. I mean, I, I just had this feeling that the, something didn't seem right after this big win over Colorado State that he would jump in there. Uh, and that was not at all. Uh, uh, a question that I that that put him on the spot, or being even remotely critical about it, um, I, that one stuck with me, and I think this is a byproduct of that. Yeah, and you talk about uh, Jawan Howard and where he's at right now. Uh, you, you, I, the question becomes for Jawan Howard: Where are you at at guard right now? You've got the yeah. the kid you're bringing in. 
You've got uh, Kobe Bufkin, who can play some two-guard, um, provided he is, in fact, uh, still with the program. He, we have to acknowledge that last night at midnight was the, the deadline for players applying for the portal, but you've got a couple of days for the school to confirm and, and all of that. So, you know, there could still be a shoe to drop, uh, but, but it looks like, Frankie may be the only one beside Brandon Johns Jr. that uh, is taking the transfer route. Um, but the the big question is, where where is Michigan at guard for next year? <laughs> you got me. I mean, Jed Howard, he can play guard, can he? I mean, what what do you? I I I, I don't know. I mean, actually, Caleb Houston is listed as a guard half the time. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a great question. And this this is what. You know, your, your colleague Chris Ballas, I thought, made an interesting point, you know, in a tweet. Like, I don't even, I don't blame, you know, after all this thing, but Frankie came down and then the Terrence Shannon Jr. thing with Illinois and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't blame Juwan for going to the NBA. And to, to be honest with you, I think that's the big challenge in, in, in intercollegiate athletics. I'm talking about specifically football and basketball. You are literally recruiting every freaking day. Uh, you have to recruit your own kids every day. You have to pamper your kids every day. If you if you choose that route, which still doesn't work, obviously, um, and that's just the way it is. Now I don't know. Maybe be more hard fisted about things. Not literally, but you know, uh, in terms of you know, if you don't want to stay here, leave. You know, maybe you got to be that kind of guy. I don't know, but um, I you know, I just I, I'm really two sports that I truly love. My sports passion is 95 percent college football and college basketball. Everything else adds up to the other five percent. That's what I. That's why. I, that's the level that I love college football and college basketball. I watch the NFL draft because I'm watching college highlights for four hours, and and that, that's why I like the NFL draft. And where's the Michigan guy going? Wherever the Michigan guy is going, that's why I watch the pros. What well, you know, Jordan Poole. Why am I a Warriors fan all of a sudden? Jordan Poole. It's Michigan based. That's why, and that's why this really it, it this disturbs me because I think college football and college basketball is in a whole peck of trouble right now. To use a Keith Jackson line, yeah. Well, I I, I would agree with you because uh, there is being thrown into the mix this uncertainty and this uh, um, I you know I. Quite frankly, you want to show uh, the get off my lawn uh, aspect. <laughs> I didn't like it when free agency entered baseball. Because oh, me, me too. That's why I lost my interest. Kurt Floyd. You, that's what it. You, that's what it did it in for me. Yeah, I mean, it, you you used to be able to count on this core group of guys growing together and being together for a, a long, long time, and uh, and now you can't anymore, and you can't even count on any core group of guys in college basketball being together for two years. So, you know, John, yeah, John you, you nailed it. I mean, the Tigers lineup, when I, I mean, Major League Baseball actually was my favorite sport as a kid, you know, right. even though I loved college football as a kid. and Because the Tiger lineup, the, the batting lineup never changed for three or four years. Maybe a little twist here and there every other night, but it was a Dick McAuliffe lead, I mean, forever and ever. Don Ward, you know, uh, Willie Horton and Bill, or uh, Jim Northrup, Bill Freehand, well, you know, the, all the, the four or five starting out. I mean, it was all the same. And I, it, you know, this is when I lost interest. 
Yeah, for, for you young kids out there, this is the 68 Tigers world champions that uh, Tom Crawford is talking about. I'm right with him, but some of you uh, may not recognize those no. names. <laughs> but, but on the flip side of this coin, you've got Hunter Dickinson staying for a third year, and that is maybe the biggest news of all. We've talked about that already, but but the fact that he is back gives you a chance to plug in players around him and still build for a very competitive team for this year. And you talk about being hard-fisted. Hunter Dickinson wasn't hard, wasn't afraid to be hard-fisted at all in coming out and ripping the Texas Tech coach in uh, in not signing off of uh, the Shannon kid uh, for coming to take extra classes. Right. And now he's going to apparently end up at Illinois. What, what do you right. make of that situation? You know, I, I, I appreciate what Hunter did. Hunter, you know, Hunter is outspoken guy. Hunter's, you know, I've spoken on the floor, maybe a little too much for my blood, but that's fine. Uh, if it, whatever works for him to get himself, you know, galvanized with the team and everything. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's just going to waste. Be, you know, someone is going to win a Big Ten championship. Somebody's going to win a national championship. It's what coach navigates that this whole new concept the best. And maybe, maybe that it, maybe Juwan Howard can do that. Maybe he can be. But I know some coaches are going to drive him right out of business. You know, we saw Jay Wright said, "Ah, uh, bottom line, he's done with this stuff. He can't handle it. He's got tired of competing every freaking day." Going to the office and every day is a level of competition. It's what we just talked about, uh, making sure everybody's happy and looking at the portal and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like that with Hunter. And I, I'm still incompetent, very confident that Juwan Howard is going to pull this thing together. It's just I, – I, it, it just struck a nerve with me because of, I just saw such a high ceiling with Frankie Collins. I really did. And I thought he was going to be Michigan's next great guard. That begs an interesting question because uh, you look at the churn and you look at the turnover. John Beeline, uh, he he'd had enough of it when he uh, when he got out. So who then would be the top Big Ten coaches in your mind, best mentally suited to uh, adjust to the modern day conditions. I think Juwan Howard might be right at the top of that list, having worked in the NBA and seeing the changing rosters and all that. Uh, there's other guys that have been around for a long, long time that that may be themselves getting a little bit fed up. Give, give me two or three Big Ten coaches that you think might be well-suited to deal with the present situation. Well, I'm going to, you know, this might surprise you. I mean, I'm well, Juwan, definitely, I agree with you totally because he's, he's such a, he's such a great relation, relationship builder. Um, and, and you're right with the NBA influence and things like, you know, he, he's, he knows what player personnel, that whole new concept of free agency. So I think he's well, but I think you'd be shocked for me to say, I mean, Tom Izzo right now uh, has um, a renewed level of enthusiasm uh that i you know that has surprised me i think he's going to be there a long time he just got four million dollar bonus for hanging around as long as he had over the weekend so that's not that's not anything that's just not something to keep you enthused all right but um i think Izzo's gonna uh dig into this thing um because he that's his life i mean basketball is his life. you have to be a coach where this is this is what you do you love coaching college basketball or college football. And that's what, you know, you're just, 
Kirby Smart's another example. Flip it over to football. This guy, I know for a fact, text recruits all freaking day long. All day long. With threads with groups of recruits, ones that, that have, are, have committed and ones that have not committed. He's a Texan. He's constantly in dialogue with players. Why? Because recruiting is the lifeblood of winning big-time college sports, football and basketball. You've got to be a great recruiter. And I think that's why Juwan in particular, I think, is going to flourish. As far as the other coaches in the Big Ten, um, I – I, 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 I'm clueless on that. I, you know, I, 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 I don't know how Fran well, likes we, it in Iowa. I don't know. But I, I know that those, I think Izzo and, and uh, Juwan will do well. We're definitely going to find out over the next few years because this is what it is now. And yeah. I, I do retain a, uh, a very good relationship with Izzo. I will just say this. Um, he, he also has to – I'm convinced he has a secret dossier on every single Michigan State player that keeps them – in place for an extra year or two that you don't think that they will be because I, I you know that they they stick around when you just don't expect it all right let's transition to football and uh and nfl draft over the weekend i i had a uh brief text conversation with uh with chris hutchison father of aiden hutchison who always makes me feel um i guess a little more uh, long in the tooth, mature, whatever, because <laughs> I did, in fact, cover Chris Hutchison when he was a an All-American for Michigan, as you know, you were around then, too, uh, and now have covered Aiden. So, but uh, just uh, really happy for that family. What a what a great family and what a uh, what an interesting development for Aiden to stay in the state of Michigan, go to the Lions uh, I've I've mentioned my mixed feelings about all of that, and shoot, Aiden Hudson admitted he didn't grow up uh, a Lions fan because you know it's hard to cheer for a team that I, does not win year after year. But now he's all fired up and should be about his new team and making this thing go. You know, uh, you know, Jack and Jim Harbaugh, their 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 creed, enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I mean, uh, I thought Aiden absolutely, you know epitomized that coming out of the tunnel of the, the draft, you know, when he got drafted by the Lions. And uh, I think he's, you know, you know, people were talking about, oh, his, his, his wingspan's not that good and maybe not as athletic as some, some Georgia players and, and, and some of the other kids in the draft. I'm, I'm telling you what, that this kid has got the highest motor in the history of mankind. Uh, he's got the most dedication. Uh, incredible family, almost like this can't be, they can't be this good, a living this wonderful life. I mean, but you got, you got Chris and All-American, we're in 97. You got Melissa, who, who, who people, on, they couldn't figure out who the daughters were and who the wife was. Melissa, you know, is a supermodel. And you got Chris, who's just has this, who just has this grind in him. Um, and, and they're all nice people. Um, and, and it's a Michigan, you know, it's Michigan bred. You know, he's, he's, he's gonna, he went to high school, a divine child, just a few miles away from the training camp. This is too corny to believe, but I think it's going to be a good thing. Now, I'm like you. I had some mixed thing on that, Aiden, thing going to the Lions, because when you go, when the Lions draft somebody, it seems like you're going into the big black hole. I mean, it's just something like a curse, something that, you know, it doesn't always work out good. Uh, but I think this is one that's going to work out good in the, long, in the short term and the long term. I'm super excited he's a Detroit Lion. All right, and then you got not only 
Aiden Hutchinson in the first round, but a late first rounder, Daxton Hill, going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Pretty nice land for uh, for Daxton Hill in terms of a team that he gets selected by. Yeah, and I think part of that thing is that two-for-one thing. It's like when people want to hire in a, in a workplace, they want to get a, they want to get a person who can do two different jobs. He could play safety. He could play a, he could play a corner. Dax Hill is an incredible – and I'm not telling you something you don't know. I mean, this guy's incredibly talented. Uh, he's not that thick. I mean, uh, 190 pounds, but uh, I, I just think he'll stand up to the to the punishment in the NFL. He's going to have a great career, and it's great to get drafted a little bit later. You're already you're a part of a Super Bowl contender. I mean, yeah. how grand is that? And yet you're still a yeah. first round pick, and he'll exactly. get a nice contract. And so I'm really yeah. happy for that young man. No doubt about it. Maybe. Maybe my single favorite development of the draft, it's right up there with Hutchison, is uh, the fact that David, David Ojabe oh, yeah. is taken in the second round by the Baltimore Ravens, going to play for another hardball and going to play for the defensive coordinator that uh, uh, gave him a shot and raised his level in Mike McDonald. Your thoughts about Ojabo, despite his injury, uh, uh, landing with the uh, Ravens? A great pick for the Ravens. And, you know, you know, with John Harbaugh, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's some familiarity with him and with Jim and everything. And that's just unbelievably cool. And I don't know if you saw Reese Davis on on ESPN. They had back-to-back features on Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. I think that they showed it Saturday morning. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, Michigan football program was truly blessed with two incredible players from two incredible families. I mean, the David Ojabo story is is amazing. It's amazing. And the guy's only played football for about three or four years, come from Scotland, and, you know, and then uh, coming over here without his family. His family got to see him play the first time, or his dad got to see him play. It was either the Ohio State game or the, or the Big Ten Championship game. It's just cra- – that's another crazy story too hard to believe. And just uh, the emotion that he showed uh, with all his friends around him and family, that was, that was a cool thing, uh, him going into the – in the second round. Absolutely. Hassan Haskins able to uh, leap small Buckeyes in a single <laughs> round. Uh, it lands, he's going to be playing for a Buckeye down uh, with the Tennessee yeah. Titans. Yeah. Uh, good, good land for him in the fourth round of the draft. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Derrick Henry's not going to play every freaking down. And I think it's good to be behind somebody like that. Hassan Haskins. I mean, not quite as powerful. I mean, but he's a powerful guy. And I remember Harbaugh last summer talking in, at, at, at Big Ten Media Days about this guy is the first guy to get in the weight room and the last guy to leave every freaking day. And um, I, he's not one of those committed guys. You're so happy for guys that put in the work. I know all these guys put in the work to some extent. But Aiden Hutchinson, Hassan Haskins, David Ajabo is going to put the work in. He put the work in. Wow. That's when you really feel good about sports. Uh, yeah. You see the benefit of, of all that work. Yep, and it's the same story with Andrew Stuber, who was around yes. Michigan for a long, long time and was a uh, solid rock on that line last year. You know that uh, the New England Patriots like uh, like Michigan guys, and I will say this: now that the Patriots are off of their two-year probation that I assigned to them. After they let uh, Tom Brady slip away, now I'm I, I'm I'm back on board. They're one of my uh, one of my favorite teams. I'll I'll you know I'll certainly be wishing well for uh, for Stuber and uh, and the rest of the Patriots this year. 
Yeah, you're like me then, John. I mean, you follow the – and I love the NFL. I love the NFL. I love watching it. I haven't had a favorite – my favorite team is whoever – whatever Michigan player is on the screen, you know, that in that particular game. I just – I'm just galvanized that way. That's just the way I am. Probably because our Lions have never – they've never given us a team since I was one years old back in 1957. Uh, you know, they've won one playoff game since that moment. So that's why I, I, we're wired that way. But maybe, maybe we can get two for one – you know, with Aiden Hutchinson, not only a Michigan player playing that team, but they also a good team, our own local team, finally maybe getting the Super Bowl someday. There it is, folks. Tom Crawford has a claim uh, far and above me because he was able to watch the Detroit Lions championship <laughs> through the bars of his crib when he was yes. one year old. Yes. I was not on the, I was not on this planet yet, but now with Aiden Hutchinson, we expect uh, much greater things out of the Lions. Tom Crawford. Man, it's fun. I wish uh, nice. we could uh, talk all day, and we could, but we will do this again very soon. I appreciate yeah. you, my friend. I, I appreciate being on, JB. It's an honor. We're never going to run out of contact with college football, college basketball. It's, it's a daily newsreel every day, so look forward to the next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.